And we're back for another week. This is The Blue Corner. My name is Dennis. And uh, yeah, if you're a first-time listener, make sure you hit that subscribe button. If you're returning, I appreciate you. Hit the like. And, uh, you know, it's, it's all that good stuff anyway. Look, this week I'm, I'm, I'm really fortunate because uh, I'm actually joined uh, by someone who is competing this weekend and it's and and that's always a tough one to get because you know you you never know how busy people are with media and also like where where the headspace is at and stuff like that but um you know he's he's had a uh, I, I will say decorated uh mma career I, I believe he's 12 and 5 uh one-on-one in the ufc at the moment um he he was the i, I hope i pronounce it right the combates america's champ um, yes. he's a BJJ, uh, brown belt. Um, the, the, the thing that's important to me, he's, he's a dog lover. He's a lover of the great outdoors, which means we have a bit in common. Um, and look, the first time I met him, I, I have to say like, he was a bit of a scary character. And, and the reason I say that is, yeah, uh, I don't know if you remember, but the first time we met at the gym, um, you came in looking something, uh, like out of the, the lagoon like it was like a horror flick um but look you're you're one of the nicest people i've met outside of the cage you're obviously a beast inside of the cage uh for people that don't know right now um i'm talking about gustavo lopez um and yeah man i just want to ask how has 2020 been treating you so far man 2020 was absolutely amazing for a lot of people it was kind of like um you know the pandemic hit and People lost their job. I lost my job. And I was like, what are we going to do? You know? Uh, but things worked out. I gave myself a lot of opportunities to be in the right place at the right time and got into the UFC. Got, you know, uh, we all know that we took that fight on a, you know, 20 hour notice and we had to lose 17 pounds overnight. Not being ready. Just, hey, want to fight for the UFC? Come fight, come fight this guy over here. You got to make weight tomorrow. And I, and I do want to get to that, um, but obviously we'll, 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 we'll get to that a little bit later because I do want to start at the beginning of your journey. Um, you know, I, I did read something which, which I found kind of amusing that I guess, I, I mean, I could totally be wrong because this is just something that I read, but your journey actually started kind of by mistake. And, and, and I guess yeah. what I mean by that is I read somewhere that you were actually tricked into uh and, and when i say journey obviously your combat journey which was wrestling to begin with you were tricked into uh, uh trying out for the team or something like that yeah so when i first the whole journey started off uh just wrestling you know uh wrestling kind of opened the doors to all this new outland life and in the beginning i was like hey a buddy a buddy of mine was uh we turned buddy at the moment it was just a random dude it was like hey man come come join the wrestling team and then, you know, you get a lift because my brothers were huge, big guys, big power lifter guys. So they got, they were big. And I'm like, I was a tiny little fat kid at the time. So I was just like, oh, I want to lift and do weights. Showed up to the wrestling team, never lifted. But I fell in love with just the ability to just, that one-on-one competition was just amazing. I think I went like uh, 25 and 25, something I lost half my matches in the beginning but I just loved it. So I continued to keep going and wrestled all four years. I think I made it to uh, made it to stay as a freshman, well, not to, to regionals, and then got to taken to state. And it was like the mecca of places. In Washington, it's called the Mac Classics. So it's this huge stadium with 20, like 21 mats. And you walk in, it's like football field full of mats. And it's just like, this is the place you want to be. And it was that moment that I was like, you know what? I might get into this. And I so I just kept training. Ended up winning a, a couple tournaments, kept getting getting better. Because, uh, was a two-time uh, division champion, two-time regional champion. Took fourth in fourth in the state and sixth in the state overall my college, uh, high school years. And then eventually, I'm like, you know what? I got offered to go to different colleges. I got offered to, I got offered to go to Stanford to wrestle, uh, to wrestle for them at the Sadly, during high school, I lost my dad for cancer, and then I'm like, you know, I didn't want to take off and leave my mom, so I'm like, you know what, I'll just stay this. I said, I'll just stay around. So the community college got word of that and was like, hey man, we'll offer you a full ride. 
we'll take care of all your stuff. Just come down and wrestle for us. And it worked out. You know, I uh, ended up getting my, uh, my associates in business and accounting. And then got eventually offered to go to wrestle for Menlo College. And it's funny that Menlo College is the sister school of Stanford. So going out to California, wrestling for them. And then eventually we wrestled Stanford and I beat their guy. And their coach was like, hey, we know you. We tried to, we tried to get you, didn't we? Like, yeah, it didn't work out this time. Like, well, I'm happy for you. Turned out very well because uh, Menlo College is a private business school where I ended up getting my bachelor's in finance. So I, I need to ask though, when, when you got offered that full scholarship, was it a hard decision to make or was it a no-brainer for you? Like, it, It's funny because it, was, it wasn't that hard of a decision to make because at the time I was in a relationship and at the time it was great, you know, I'm like, oh, cool. And I wasn't sure about it. And then I eventually just tanked. And I'm like, you know what? I'm out. Threw myself in my car and just took off. I didn't go like check out the college, didn't anything. I just literally, like, you know what? I'm out of here. I literally packed my, packed my car, put some stuff in there and just drove to California one way and just figured it out, you know? And, and it was just struggle. It was a struggle being in college, you know? I don't come from a family that has a lot of money, so it just we really just taking a bunch of loans out and trying to make this work because Menlo College is expensive, and in Menlo College I didn't get a full ride. I got like an eighty percent uh, scholarship, so I still had to come up with the other twenty percent, and you know, doing it all myself. I was just picking up loans. My mom had to sign for a student loan. You know, now we're helping. I'm helping her out, but it was a struggle. I had to work during college and. And I think it was my first year in college, I just I came back in the summer, and uh, you know started fighting a little bit more. I fought fought uh, beforehand. The way I got into MMA, I kind of uh, got offered to go help one of my one of my teammates with his wrestling. And then we I was calling him for his fight, and that that day uh, during this fight, they're like, "Hey, the Coleman Avengers dropped out. You want to fight?" And I'm like, "Hmm, sure." Why not? Jumped in there on just literally a couple hour notice and just walked in there, right hook, dropped the dude, and it was just like, hmm, I want to do this. I'm good at this. Just kept training, man. I got fortunate enough to meet Brian and Misha Tate that kind of just took me on as one of their own and just kind of guided me through everything. And Misha and Brian were absolutely the best mentors that I could ever have. Those so how, how 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 did that how did that even begin? Like how I I guess uh, let let let's bring it back for a second. So when you're talking about like taking this fight on a couple of hours' notice, how does that work in the sense of like getting your medical clearance and things like that? Or it, it was there that was non-existent? No, that is non-existent. It was just it was a like a smoker kind of amateur fights. They don't really do medicals. They just hey you they fight someone out in the stands like hey you want to fight. Like they just want to, you know, it's just a small little show. They don't pay nobody. Everything's free. They don't like, they're like, it's just, it's just to go out there and to perform just to get the experience. At the time I just, you know what? I'm a young kid. I don't know, don't know any better. I'm just going to go out there and fight. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Like, cause obviously like, I mean, I guess it could have kind of worked in your favor because it didn't really give you the opportunity to overthink it. Right. Like it was literally the opportunity was there and, and it's either a yay or nay. Yeah. And I'm always a guy that's going to go, go and go forward for opportunities like that. You know, it was just exciting. And then later find out this guy was 11 and one big old hype behind him. And then he, he actually retired after that. He never fought after that. So it just, just kind of take over sometimes, you know, it just, Overthinking stuff is just is just never good for you. So the way I've been living my life lately is just not thinking over overthinking stuff and just going out there and just having a good time. And since I've been doing that, everything's been working out so well. Nice. So I have to ask though, like before you got tricked into this whole wrestling scheme, which was I guess the start of your journey, were you into sports before that? Because you mentioned that you were a little fat kid. So I'm just wondering, like, what were you doing before you got into the wrestling? Nothing, man. I was uh, in high school. Uh, I think. I was in middle school and then I eventually, I was a freshman in high school and just wasn't sure what I wanted to do in my life. Uh, I, I was really into computers. I was really into like cars and I was like, maybe I'll, I'll, do, I'll do something with computers. Maybe I'll do something with, you know, do like mechanic work. And then just 
I surround like I just got into wrestling and that opened the door for so much more. I got to meet uh, you know some coaches that did business and I'm like, I like this. I like this business side of the world and just kind of show me how to run like he did like real estate stuff and he did some other things. And it's just those kind of people like, well, I want to go. So when I went to college, I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna get my, I'll get my degree in business. I'll get my degree in accounting. Maybe thought, you know, I was going to be a CPA or something. And then when I got the offer to go to, to Mellow College, the, the, the opportunity to get my bachelor's in finance came up. And I'm like, I'll take the hardest one. That's, let's get that. That's crazy, man. Like literally it's, it's, it's kind of crazy how sometimes things fall. I mean, at that point, did you ever, like, even when you accepted that first fight, did you ever think that you would potentially make a living out of fighting? Was that ever on, like, uh, on, on your mind? No, it really wasn't, man. At the time when I took the first fight, it was just, it was just fun. And then slowly and slowly it got, you know, being able to, when I joined a Yakima MMA and got to meet Brian and Misha, that changed everything. Watching them kind of grow and getting like Misha being the pioneer of women MMA and kind of helping out with the whole Ronda scene, that kind of just wow, there's there is money to be made through here. But I was never sure about doing it. You know, I'm like you know what, I just I'm going to school. I want to get my bachelor's, and then I was thinking of doing finance. You know, it was not until after I graduated college, and then um just I mean you know, like. Uh, my buddy Brian was like, hey, man, come to Vegas, try it out. See, you would like it. And then I was struggling so bad trying to make the whole finance thing work and train still full-time, train part-time. And I'm like, you know what? I got a duffel bag, literally no money, put everything in my bag and just flew out to Vegas. Six years later, here we are. But was it was it like did did you give yourself like a little bit of a time frame when you did that? Like did you go, listen, I'm going to go to Vegas. I'm going to give it, say, six months, a year, if not – I'll, I'll come back or, or was it like a, a, a serious one-way ticket, I guess, where... It was seriously one-way ticket. I literally burned the boats, took off. And and that's the kind of mindset that we're on right now. We're burning, like when we say burning the boats, it's the, uh, the sense of there's no going back. So there's a story about these Vikings that go out there and literally the captain burns the boats and tell guys, we're not going home. We're going to, we're going to take... We're gonna kill. We're gonna take over, or we're gonna die. There's no way back. So that mindset changes people. It changes people because it kind of like, there's no way out of this. You gotta, you gotta give it all, or just because if you're half-assing this, if they know there's a, they're, eh, we could go home. There's no big deal. People don't fight the way that the way I fight. You know, I literally burned the boats when I took off and left. I left a six-figure job easily in finance to play with this kind of career that I now love. And I loved it before, but I'm like, I love it now. Like the opportunities that it's given me, the people that I get to meet, you know, like yourself and all this, everybody else, it's just, it's incredible. And then uh, it was a roller coaster, man. It was going ups and downs into like bad relationships, you know, good relationships and bad relationships and just, it was a roller coaster of things that happened in my life, but all the all the good and the bad, oh, actually all the bad, made it made it me coach economy. <laughs> is that Eric? Like, is that Eric? No, that was uh, Jimmy Gifford. All right, I was gonna say I'll text him and tell him to leave you alone. No, but yeah, all the all the bad in my life kind of made me who I am because I got into like, after a couple of breakups, I got in, I got like a bad drinking problem, started drinking, started doing, you know, just living that Vegas life, yeah, go have a great time. And then slowly and slowly, the more I got into this fighting world, it was like, I can't be doing stuff like that. And being, an, uh, you know, being a, being an athlete. And then one day I think I just was hung over going into practice and I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing with my life? I gotta change and instantly stop and just continue. Like I, you know, I'll go out and have a drink once in a while, but I know my limits and I understand waking up in the morning and feeling great. It's worth every time that like we go out and I don't, people are like, well, let's get drunk. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I got stuff to do tomorrow. 
you know, now with the all the new businesses that I'm trying to run and all the new people that I'm trying to meet, I can't just waste a day. Well, that's no that, can... that's the thing. I was going to say you're you're still trying to blend now the fight and and your business degree, right? You're you're literally like now you haven't perfect. thrown the business degree away. You're you're literally blending no. the two. Hundred percent, and is and and like I said, there's a blend in between it. You can't like one way or the other. I can't, you know. But the fighting, the fighting, just give me the opportunity to give me get the platform to grow my business. It's give me the platform to be able to meet all these amazing people. And when I speak, you know, people listen. You know, it's not this random kid that's not doing anything. It's this guy that's been is doing well in the UFC, and he has his bachelor's degree. So. It changes people out. Like when people hear about me, they're like, "Oh, cool! This is another fighter." And then I bring up that I, I have a partnership with this business that we sell, you know, ten thousand, twenty thousand dollars dresses. It's like, hmm, whoa, you know, it's it's really cool how we met. You know, the kind of person that I am attracts so many amazing people, and I'm just loving the way it's been working out. So we with the dresses, is that? the same brand that you're wearing now? Like, is that your brand or is that something totally different? No, the dresses comes through, there's a designer called Camille Flawless. Camille Flawless is a high-end fashion designer that does runway models. And she, what she adds is uh, Shravosky stones on products. So she put, so she gets these elegant dresses that she makes by herself, handmade, handmade dresses. And then she adds these uh, Shravosky stones. I gotta show you. They look like this. Damn. So we, she started adding, you know, these stones on different material and different things. And she's like, you know, hey, let me add, let me add someone to the, on your shoes because we have the ability to, you know, during quarantine, we're like, huh, we have a lot of time in our hands. Let's start putting these stones on the shoes and it just, it blings different. It, if it was like, oh, it's, you know, oh, are you bedazzled in it? No, it's not. It's like, it's, it's a different level. When you're doing, when you're putting on plastic on other things, carbonates. When you're putting crystals, like full-on Cervoski's crystals on product, it raises the value. These shoes run for like three fifty with the stones. Nice, and that's US, obviously, <laughs> which yeah. is probably double over here, so about six seven hundred bucks, I guess. But let, let, let's yeah. get back to, to to your fighting as well. I just uh, I just want to know. So you you've obviously fought for multiple organizations, right? I think cage sports was one um cage sport bellator uh combate uh king of the cage and then now the ufc and and i guess there was there i mean we'll get to the ufc but like from those what was there any like particular moments where where you were happy i mean bellator is another big name but i think you only had one or two fights in bellator right it was a they had like this uh super cross fights here in las vegas and they just needed needed a fight so they're like, they called the gym, they needed a 35er, I'm a 35er, and just took a fight with uh, this dude from a syndicate, really good striker at the time, and just took him down, took his back, choked him, and took off. Yeah, you I was going to say, because you won that, so, so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm literally surprised that they didn't try to offer you another fight after that. Like, uh, it's... You know, like, what, what I later on I heard, it just they thought I was just literally still living in Washington, and I wasn't living in Las Vegas, so they just mis miscommunication, you know. But that's what would have been a fun fun outlet, but I'm glad the way it turned out. Because being with Combate was incredible. They, at, you know, I got there in the beginning when they first started with, with the whole, uh, the, all their shows. And I kind of got put through with all, it kept growing, it kept growing. And fought for the fought for their title three times before I won it, you know, it was just... It was crazy how the whole thing worked out, but it at, but it worked out at the right time. Because what if I want? I, I always think about if I would have won the first fight for the title, I would have been the champion at the time, and who knows what how it worked out. But the way it turned out, it's uh, the moment I won the title. They just got signed with this new um, uh, producer, this, this new owner called uh, Kate Castillo. She is a royalty of. Mexican artists that just incredible and brings a whole new fan base to the company. So it grew the company more and it actually grew me more. We had a photo shoot out in LA. I was on a billboard down in LA and it was like, that wouldn't have happened if it would have, if it, if it would have happened earlier, 
you know? So all the bads that in my life worked out one way or another, and it's just been absolutely incredible. And and with that run, as you said, it took you three uh, three times to pretty much win 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 the belt, which you eventually got to that mountain. But I also know that you won the belt of a guy, you, the guy that you won the belt from. You fought twice for the belt, right? So you 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 actually had a shot at him. You lost the first attempt, um, and then yeah. you came back. And I just wanted to bring that up. Like, what's the mindset there? Because like, is it any different from the first fight? Because you you know you've lost, like. Obviously, the you know you would have went away and you would have fixed some holes and things like that. But like, you know, when you go into a fight and you make that walk, like, does it affect you in any sort of way, like confidence-wise and stuff like that? Knowing that you've already tried to climb this mountain and you failed the first time, um, and and now obviously you're getting another opportunity. But like, what's the mindset like, like walking into that second second bout? So I took that fight on a day notice and I had to cut twenty three pounds. So I knew I was going in there, you know, with a big, you know, big, big, a big, a lot of weight on my shoulders and just trying to make, you know, make the way and then perform the next day. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's my second time. That was the first time I ever had to do something like that. 23 pounds in 24 hours and just, you know, missed the, I think I missed weight by like one pound. So he still had a chance to, you know, to win it. So he won that fight, but it was a split decision. And I'm like, this guy was, and I felt like I won that fight, you know? So I won another fight and then they offered it again. I'm like, hey, give you a full camp and let's see what happens. Had a full camp and I went out there and smoked him. So it's just... No, and, and, and I guess the only reason I ask you, at the moment, like, uh, as I said, we'll introduce Clubhouse a little later on, but like... One of the big debates at the moment on Clubhouse um, is, uh, which I know, obviously, you know one fighter really well, which is the Francis versus Stipe fight, right? And at the moment, a lot of people are debating that. um, And a lot of people are going, look, we've seen that fight. It'll probably end in the same sort of way. Um, And I just wonder, like what Francis's mentality could be going into that fight as well. I mean, you might even know a little bit on that because I'm, I'm sure he's spent a lot of time on the mats with, with you guys, right? Um, yeah, Francis no. looks sharp. I'm excited for him. Uh, I'm absolutely really good friends with Stipe, so it's like, I'm just like, ugh. But overall, it's going to be a great fight. Francis has been working a lot, you know, uh, changing these holes, you know, filling up these holes that, that people say he has. The guy looks good. He's working on he's working on his wrestling. His striking's still looking great. His cardio looks great. I'm excited for him. You know, it's great to I'm rooting for him because I want another title to come to Extreme Couture. But you know, when I when I was on the Ultimate Fighter with Stipe, we built a bond. So it was you know, not when when that fight comes up, I'm just gonna look. I'm just gonna step back and just enjoy the show. No, and, and that's what it is. I mean, most people have now we we went down this this hierarchy of order, and and we literally probably gave Stipe the 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 goat status of the heavyweight division like when it comes to heavyweights right like and and I think at the end it was uh Fyodor was in there it was Stipe um forgot who, who else we had DC in there and I think there was one more and we kind of like culled it, culled it down and, and it ended up being Stipe like what he's been able to achieve is uh, I think was it Kane was it Kane in there maybe it was Kane I don't know but obviously he, he was a- he definitely was one of the big heavyweights he, out there. He, he's kind of run round short, obviously, due to injury and everything like that. But, like, um, I've been trying to tell these guys, like, you know, because I obviously keep up with what you guys are doing in the gym. And, and I said, look, I'm not saying that Stipe ain't going to win that fight. But I honestly feel like it's going to be a different fight to the first one, where a lot of a lot of people, like I, I said, they're, they're kind of saying, eh, it'll probably be pretty much the same. That Stipe, it, it, you know, is going to, like, look out for that heavy hand and then take him down and just grind it out. And I'm like, yeah, but I think it might go a little different. I, I feel so too, man. I think Francis has been working a lot on his ground and making sure that's not the case. And, you know, I've seen, I've seen uh, Francis take people down. So, hey, you never you never know. When these, big, when these big guys throw hands and they wrestle, it's just different. It is. So anyway, you, you won the belt. You defended the belt once, I believe. Or was it twice? No, once. Um, defended it once. And then obviously you came across to the UFC. Um, 
I, I kind of have to ask when are you going to learn your lesson because I, I believe it was another short notice fight. Um, I believe you had a little bit of weight to drop on that one as well. And and obviously your your debut, yeah, you know, you chalked it up once again in, in, in the loss column. Um, but yeah, like going going into that, like, do you know where it went wrong for you on, 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 on your debut? Oh, yeah, I, cut, I took a fight on a 20-hour notice and had to cut 17 pounds. That was it. <laughs> so uh, now that now that that's did. happened a couple of times, like, <laughs> have you learnt your lesson? No, not at all. Because realize the oppor- the risk is worth the opportunity. The opportunity is worth the risk. The opportunity to get into the UFC and do all this stuff is worth me risking cutting that much weight and performing how I'm going to perform regardless how's that going to happen. Because I know regardless, I'm gonna go up there and show and show my show my heart out. Because even though I lost that fight, I, I was getting taken down all the time. I came back up. It was a fight, you know? And yes, I lost a fight. But for someone that's that cut, you know, 70 pounds in 20, in, you know, in 20 hours against one of the top guys in the, in the division, he should have went out there and destroyed, just destroyed a, per, a person like that, you know? You expect, oh, he's going to get ran. There's a, you know, I think I was a plus 700 at the time. There was a reason for that. If someone asked if, if I if he would have finished me, they would have thought, yeah, of course he would have been try to finish me, but he couldn't because I'm a, I just I, I fight I fight with my heart, man. I'm a hard, I'm hard to finish. You know, people gotta put me out, and you know, hopefully I keep I don't keep on going because I've gone. There's it's been an occasion that I've I've wrestled, came in on a shot, got hit. I hit a hip, I blacked out and kept wrestling. So my body's you know loves to fight, fight through it, fight through stuff and just come out on top. Well, wrestling is always a good one to fall back on. It really is. I always say like that's that's the best base to have. So it, it, it's kind of good. But there was also some sort of complications of you coming across, right? Because I read as well that uh, Combate Americas didn't actually want to let you go or they wanted to match the contract or something like that. And there was a little bit of a, a dispute there, right? A little one. Uh, they had a matching clause. With uh, my contract was over with Combate, but there was they had a matching clause, so they had the ability to say, "Hey, you know what? We'll just match Gustavo. Where you guys trying to pay him? Maybe we want to keep him." I think I have a lot of friends, a lot of fans that went out there and kind of just, "Hey, guy, you can't." You, the overall goal in MMA is to be the best ever, and we know that the UFC right now is a top of the division. You know, it's good to be the champion of these other organizations. But when you get into the UFC, the platform is just so much bigger, you know, you know. And I think they saw that and they gave me, you know, they let me have the opportunity to come out here and just perform. And they're gonna, you know, Combate was. I have nothing bad to say about them. They're absolutely incredible. I'm grateful for the opportunity that I had with them. But I'm super grateful now for being in the UFC and having opportunities I have now. And then you obviously, um, as we said, we dropped. You dropped the first one under circumstances. Uh, you came back on the second one and and. I, was it the first or second round finish? You you you, you made short sure work of that, right? First round finish against Burchek. Yeah, and and uh, submission, right? You. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So hit him, hit him and then took him down and just subbed him. Yeah. Nice. And and that was that on a full camp or was that another sort of? Uh... That was on a full camp. Coming on coming out of the second fight against Burchek, I had a full camp and I felt great. You know, and I think that it changes so much. You know, when you catch somebody on a short notice, you know, they're not fully ready. The weight's always an issue. But when you, when I have the time to fight with a full camp, I feel I'm dangerous against anybody. You know, there's a, um, I fucking, I listened to my interview and I got worked up about this uh, fight against this Giannis dude now. But at the same time, like, you know what? I'm just excited. I'm very grateful for the opportunity. And I know he's going to come out there and bring it. And I'm just going to get on his face and just have a good time with it. See, where I kind of find that weird. Because I watched that interview too. And and I thought you were kind of relaxed. I honestly thought you were, like, really chill. Me too. Like, like Me it too was weird. And, and it, wasn't, it wasn't until he came out and did his interview. And he started saying, like, Oh, you know, he's emotional or whatever, whatever. And I was like, I thought you were pretty chill. Like, I, I don't know. I thought I was pretty chill too. It, I, I could see some of the words that I said was a little aggressive, but it's funny because I literally was walking 
out of the bus and I see him next up, give a little fist bump. Hey, how you doing? Walked away. You know, there's no animosity about it. Like, I'm not upset or mad or whatever about it. It is what it is, man. We're going to go out there. We're going to put on a show. And we're going to have a fucking, hopefully, fight of the night. And so how much do you know about your opponent? Nothing. Uh, other than him being a good striker and a new up-and-comer dude, no, no, not much. You know, he's we just we worked we worked a lot on his footage. We made sure we, you know, stay sharp in our technique. And other, other than that, we just do. We're gonna do what we do. We're gonna go out there. We're gonna put pressure on people. And we're gonna put people in deep waters. And by that, I I assume you mean you're gonna close the distance and wrestle him. I mean, you you haven't really made it too much of a secret what what your plan is, right? No, hundred percent. I'm gonna be in his face, but realize this: I get hit. I get hit hard, man. I'm like, I'm like people see my my highlights, and when they see my highlights, they're like, "Hold up, we thought this guy was a wrestler," but the last couple of highlights have been me knocking out people, you know. So the overall goal would would be, you know, getting this guy on the ground and put it and putting pressure on him because that's where I thrive at. Uh, I feel like if we go up standing, you know, we have four ounce gloves, we're throwing punches, people are gonna get hit. But I know if he touches the ground, I'm going to control it overall. Let me ask you this. Last week, one of your teammates, Dan Ige, uh, did that excite you? Oh, man, that pumped me up. I'm so happy for Dan. Uh, especially him having a baby coming up. It just, uh, he's been on a, on a tear. And he's one of the guys and the gym. He's smooth, he's chill, he's having a great time, he flows with people, you know, he like you know, he does he does well. But when the lights turn on, that dude shines. And it's so incredible to see that and to see the difference between him being in the gym and just having a good time and going out there and just being a true lawn monster and just going and just destroying people. Like that got me pumped. And I'm like, damn, I wanna do that too. <laughs> well, and I kind of think, feel like you've got that same sort of personality because, as I said, like looking at you now, chilled on the couch and stuff like that. And as I say, when when I've seen you outside of the cage, you've been such a like uh, well-spoken, kind of quiet guy. You're not you're not trying to make noise, but then obviously once once that cage kind of uh, shuts behind you, it's it's like you flick that switch yeah. and, and and it's a different beast, right? And it's like, hang on a sec, is this the same guy? Yeah, hundred percent. People are like, whoa. They didn't expect that from you. Like, I'm, I'm happy, and you've seen, you've seen this in my fights. I'm smiling in the cage, and I'm, cause I'm enjoying what I'm doing. It's not, it's not something I, you know, struggle and like, oh, I have to go do this. I like, I, I love being inside there and just competing against one of the best, and I'm excited about this fight. So you mentioned obviously that you're uh, back at the hotel. Um, so I assume they've still got some sort of. Like, I, I wanted to ask you about, obviously, when people are going to fight Ireland, um, they've got, like, a, a massive protocol with, obviously, the, the bubble, um, with, with the whole COVID experiences and stuff like that. Is it the same in Vegas? Like, are you staying at a hotel yeah. because um, they're trying to create a bubble there too? Or, like, would you have had yeah. the option, the fact that you're living in Vegas, to, to literally stay at home? They had that option last time, but they changed it this time. Last time, we were able to come in, get our temperature check and take off and then, you know, go home and make sure you're quarantining yourself and then on, come in on Thursday for weigh-ins and then you're stuck here for wait for another test, weigh-ins, fight the next day and then take off. You're here for like two days. But now they want people to, we got in here on Tuesday. Everybody flew in on Tuesday and we're, they tested us that Tuesday. We were quarantined overnight we got the results the next day and now you're able to not go anywhere but you're able to go to the pi and go do and go do the interviews that we did today and then tomorrow we you know go out have, have a good time uh stay hydrated until the afternoon until we got to start cutting the weight we'll cut some of the weight tomorrow night and then majority of the weight uh friday uh friday morning so how much weight are you looking to lose right now like where where are you at with the weight cut Pretty light, man. I'm actually like maybe like seven, eight, nine pounds. I'm still drinking a bunch of water. I'm like two gallons in so far and still going. But I'm I'm way up way above schedule. Usually I'm around like twelve pounds over the usually I cut like around twelve pounds that day up and I'm 
underneath that already. So uh, I just want, you know, everything is so awesome because of the UFCPI provided everything, meals, supplements, making sure you're eating right. And Nicole and everyone at the PI has been incredible. Bo, I've been working my strength conditioning with Bo, have my physical therapy with Tara, and they've been an amazing team that I'm just so blessed to have. Because literally everybody at the UFCPI, their number one goal is to make you better. And it's incredible to have that kind of support. And I know you just came from the PI. Um, so have are you finished with training now that we're this close? Like when you go into the PI like today, yeah. is, is it more for, you know, I don't know whether... It's you, just movement. Yeah. It's just, it's just for movement, just to get a little workout in. There's, there's nothing that we could do to like, oh my God, we need this in for the fight. The work is done. We go out there, I got some physical therapy. I worked out with Bo, worked on some mobilities. Just got a little workout, a little sweat, just to make sure the body's moving right. And then just chilled, you know, just enjoyed myself. Tomorrow we'll do the same. We'll, we'll stay hydrated. We'll get a little running. We'll get some pads in with Coach uh, Eddie. We'll get, you know, get things going. And then tomorrow afternoon, we'll head out to the PI one more time, get a workout out there, get a massage. You know, come home, come over here to back to the hotel and start get a workout late at night and then one early in the morning to get the rest of the weight off. Easy. Nice, nice. And so who have you got in, in, in your corner for this one? This one I have uh, Eddie Baraka, Coach Casey, uh, uh, and then Jimmy Gifford. So just the two? Uh, Jimmy Gifford, Casey, and then Eddie Baraka. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Nice one, nice one. And, um, yeah, I, I, I guess... Uh, you know, like what, what is your mindset right now? Just, you know, I, are you more trying to relax and, and kind of take the fight out of your, your, your mind for the next couple of days? Or is it more that you're now trying to actually bring it in and, and focus on the fight? I'm not really over-focusing on the fight. The work is done. And it doesn't take much to be like, when the lights turn on, we, when that door is shut, switch is on. You know, so lately I just been focusing on, you know, just making sure I'm calm. I'm making sure I'm a, I'm, I'm a happy dude, relaxing. I'm playing my, I'm, you know, in the mornings I play with the stock market, you know, to distract my mind because too much of this anxiety gets people too crazy. So I try to distract myself with just different projects, the stock market, you know, listen to some nice music and just being happy, man. And speaking of music, that was actually going to be one of my questions, right? So now being fight week, what's your uh, top five tracks uh, in rotation? Oh, my God. I've been listening to a lot of Biggie. Biggie being one of the dudes I've been listening to for, for a good minute. Uh, one of my coaches, uh, Jimmy Giffords from the East Coast, so he puts them on and I got like, just hype me up. So I've been listening to old school Biggie tracks. Uh Little Wayne been taking, you know, doing a bunch of uh, great songs. Be that piano trap and one of the good ones I've been listening to. And this new one, I forgot what it's called. I think it's a uh, astronaut. Uh, the new, uh, it's literally about talking, like Lily talks about taking people into deep waters, and I'm like, that's the one. Yeah, no, because I, I, I kind of wanted to get a feel of, like, once again, is the music there to pump you up or are you trying to listen to some music that kind of mellows the no. mood and relaxes you for the week, right? Uh, the, the biggie relaxes me, but soon I start listening to the Little Wayne and the new one I'm listening to, it, it pumps me up. You know, those are the fight music we put on to get me just focused and just ready for it. So when that, when that song comes on, you know, I, every time it comes on right now, I've just been like, just ready to focus. It gets you in that tunnel vision of a mood that you want to go out there and just perform and would it be wrong of me to ask you what your uh, walkout song for this one is is that a, a secret or you're happy it, happy to it's, talk it's the i think astronaut i forgot, i'm literally not sure of the name i guarantee i think it's uh astronaut from somebody i think wolf um, i really don't know but you'll hear it it'll come up I'll definitely post about it. I've been posting about it in some of my stories. So I literally wasn't sure of the name, so, but it don't really matter. All right. And, and the last thing I kind of want to like talk about, like um, before I, I guess uh, we'll see if there's anyone in, in the club, um, your love for the great outdoors, right? Because 
a lot of the people that I meet over your neck of the woods, I don't know, I like to call them lazy. I mean, I'm not saying lazy because I know you guys are athletes and stuff, but like I'm saying like where I like to walk in Vegas, Spencer, for instance, he likes to drive, right? Like it's all everything. But I see that you like to do like a lot of hiking, um, a lot of fishing. Uh, I even seen you guys have now got like a little um, kind of cycling club going on or something, right? Yeah. Like you, where, where, where does the love for the great outdoors come, come from? Just being up, uh, being born in Washington, being out in the outdoors and being, it's just always been a part of my life. When I grew up, always grew up fishing and I, uh, my buddy uh, Spencer always takes me out fishing, in, you know, in, in the lakes out here. And we go out bass fishing, and he's an amazing antler uh, fisherman. So it's great to be able to go out with him. And then now we started uh, during quarantine. We got into cycling, into uh, mountain biking. I so saw that and it was kind of crazy because suddenly all of you guys, right, had these bikes and like I'm, I'm, I'm talking about like it was kind of like a flex because like it wasn't like you guys were bringing like little mountain bikes. Like everyone's got like no, these. The, everybody has sick ass mountain bikes and then out of nowhere, uh, what's his name? Not the name. Jay Horan started showing up. Jay Horan and Brad Tavares are the two guys that are like, hey, get a bike. And I'm like, okay. And we're off. Man, it's just incredible the kind of people that you get to meet out there. And just we found out the guys from the PI, uh, Roman and uh, you know Bo, also bike. So it's great to see like all these athletes just go out and doing a bunch of stuff. So it's just, I'm just, you know, the community that you meet doing, this, doing the hobbies that you enjoy is just incredible. And I guess uh, one more thing on that is like, is the great outdoors a form of relaxation for you, or like in the yeah. uh, or in the sake of say the biking stuff, is it more of a, a way of keeping fit? Like, like what is it to you? For me, just being able to get out there and spending time with friends uh, is great. That you do, we do get in shape for with it, but that's not the purpose. The purpose is to be out there, enjoy the you know, enjoy the scenery, enjoy the outdoors. And just being around, you know, some amazing friends. Nice, nice. Well, look, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna see if there is anyone out in the, um, in the great wide, uh, world web of, of as I said, clubhouse. I keep saying clubhouse, but really, it's anyone out there. Um, so I'll um, see if anyone is actually out there at the moment. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll see if we can bring up some questions. Come on. Uh, let me quickly check. Is there anyone out there? Yo. Hey. Can you hear me? Hey, how are you? We can hear you loud hey. and clear. Sorry, it's raining here, so I'm dropping in and out. Um, question is, do you have any, like, pre-fight rituals? Like, is there anything, I don't know, a bit quirky, I guess, that is a bit unusual that you need to do before fight to feel like you're ready to go? No, but there is a ritual that I do. After, before every fight, I call my mom, like, hey, mom, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out with a fight. She does the little uh, prayer she does for me. I'm like, all right, mom, I love you. I hang up. I go out there. You know, I fight, I come back and like let her know that I'm okay. That's always been my ritual since the beginning, since all my fights. After before any of my fights, I always give her a call, like, hey mom, I love you. I'm just gonna go out there, do my thing, come back. You know, everything usually everything goes well. So come back, hey mom, I won. And she's like, Oh no. crying already still. Win or lose, she's crying. And like, all right, mom, we're good. I love you, bye. But it's something that I do every time. Crazy. So does she not watch your fights? She watches them, but she's like scared. It's on, your mom. On, it's, it's your mom. Yeah, on that, has she ever attended one of your fights live? No. No, she's. it's hard enough to even get her to watch it on TV. Fair play, fair Eventually play. We'll Sorry, continue. Eventually, we'll get her out here. Okay, nice. So she's obviously still back. Uh, Washington. In, in Washington, yeah, yeah, yeah crazy, yeah, crazy. Whole family stuff. It's has, has she it's, ever ha, has she ever come to visit Vegas, or she's never been to Vegas? No, she's never been. Uh, she's always busy doing a thing, 
but I'm planning have after this fight, I'm planning on flying around here and just kind of just showing around and just let her experience the weekend off and get away from get away from the cold up in Washington. See, I don't know if that's wise, man. Like, if she sees Sin City, yeah, <laughs> she might be like, you're moving back home, like, straight away. She'll be like, no, nah, but I mean, I, I, I guess you'll probably take her out, you know, to the lake or something. No. Show, her, show her a different <laughs> side of Vegas, maybe. We'll show her the good side. We'll take her out to go eat, get her some good food. Nothing crazy. Nice. So um, we'll see if there's anyone else out on the uh, clubhouse that's got a question. Dennis, you know I've always got a question. <laughs> okay. Can you guys hear me all right? Yes, we can. So, Gustavo, this is uh, 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 an Australian MMA fighter, good friend of mine. Um, she goes by the name of Drop Bear, which is like a national treasure <laughs> over here. But, uh, Danielle, the stage is yours. Hi, nice to meet you. Um, my favorite question to ask other fighters is, um, what is the what is your favorite fight of yours? Um, and why? And uh, I find this one's open to a lot of interpretation. Some people like it when they've won things. Some people prefer losses because it taught them things or sometimes friendships that they made out of fights. So what's your favorite fight of yours and why? I believe my favorite fight was always my first one. The fact that I'm able to just go out there with no notice and just, it was it was beautiful. Like I walked out there, I took one, I just walked, it was a four-second fight. Walked out, boom, he fell, and I'm like, you know what? This hook, this really hooked me. I love, I just love it. The, the adrenaline rush that I, that fight gave me, forever changed my life. Can I just ask you on that though as well, like, because you were there to corner your friend, and then you end up taking the fight. Did you have anyone in your corner, or did you just go, I'm, I'm riding this out solo? I. You know what? I didn't check for that. I did. I, I'm assuming he was there. I'm assuming that my my buddy Lupe was out there uh, cornering me before his fight. But literally, bang! I don't think I had a corner. No. That's crazy, man. That's yeah, crazy. He had to be. He had to be good back backstage getting ready. So I literally went out there and just fought. So it just things like that work out sometimes. And I read you actually fought that fight with just one of those home. Um, Oh yeah, no boil and boil, 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 boil and bite mouth guards and everything, right? That's pretty game. Yeah, yeah. It was young, young and dumb, and just things like that change your life, though. It really has. It really has. Is there uh, any more questions from from Clubhouse? Yes, yes. I have a question if you if you mind, guys. I would like to say hi to uh, Gustavo and uh, Dennis. I would like to wish you the best of luck on your next fight. You. Um, I have a question. Other fighters, when they're like walking out of the cage, walking out of the octagon, they're nervous. So uh, they um, fighters do uh, things like to remove that nervousness and uh, anxiety. And others like have quit. Uh, MMA because of the anxiety and the nervous like that uh, the nervousness that happens with them. So what do you do to remove the, the anxiety and the nervousness before you fight? Before maybe yeah on the fight day, fight week. Yeah, that's my question. There's literally no nervous when I go out there. I know I put in the work. I know my skill set, and literally I love doing it. It's not that like, oh, I'm like getting forced to do this or I'm not sure about this fight, about fighting. Like, I love competing, not fighting. Like, I love, I love the competition, the skill set. Like, the overall goal is to be the best in the world. And I know I have to fight the best, the best to become the best in the world. So my mindset already is just full happiness and I'm joy. Like, you'll see me walking out with a smile on my face because I'm actually happy to be there. Isn't like there's like when you're nervous because you're worried about you know the outcome of things happen. I'm not, you know, win or lose, I'm not worried about it. I know that I go out there and put you know fire my heart, and I'm just gonna put on a show. And majority of the time, I'm winning. 
So let me ask you on that. Is that something that's come with experience? Like, has there ever been a, a, a time where you used to get nervous for fights and, and you've been able to deal with that over time now? Or have you always just been cool, calm and collected heading into these battles? Heading into these battles, I feel like I've always been calm. And it's funny because some of my buddies are like, oh, so just nervous about it. And I'm like, bro, why are you nervous? You put in the work. We're ready. You know, and I know I've always put in the work and I'm ready. And even on these short notice fights, like I know my skill set, it's ready to go against the best in the world. So there's nothing to be nervous about. I'm just going out there and having a good time. Well, I know that for a fact. Like when every time I come come over to see you guys, like, um, you know, you are training pretty much all year round. And, and this is the thing that people don't understand as well. It's not like you guys go fight camp, fight, and then take time off until you sign the next contract, right? Yeah. Like you guys are literally grinding it out pretty much every every day of the week, you know, um, it, it, it's kind of like a, a lifestyle choice in a way. 100%. And since the since the pandemic started, that actually gave me the ability to train full time. Because before I was working in the nightclubs and I was working all night, waking up in the morning, training all day. And it was until the pandemic started that I was able to train full time. So this past year and a half, it's just been great. It's been, you know, been, I, get, I got the ability and the opportunity to, you know, do this full time. I'm just happy and grateful and just, you know, living my best life right now. Yeah, you, I, I definitely see that on your gram. Uh, we'll, we'll give it one more opportunity. Is there any other more, uh, is there any other questions that are in Clubhouse at the moment? Yes, sir. Shoot. Hey, thanks, Dennis. Thanks for having me. Hey, uh, Gustavo. Watch your amateur and pro career. Like, uh, who do you remember, like, as your toughest fight? And, like, what lessons did you learn from that fight? As an amateur, I went 8-0, and and I kind of just ran through everybody. And I think after after one of my fights, I kind of, like, I got offered to go to pro. And then it was, you know, I think I, I won my first one against some random dude. And then I lost my second one, taking it in a short notice. And it's funny. It's always the short notice that I get caught in. Uh, but lots of decision, and then just kept fighting. But I think the biggest fight that changed, that kind of just uh, made me grow, was um, you know, I feel the loss against Castaneda when I fought when I fought for Combate the first time. I think you know, thinking that I won that fight and got got eye poked, and me and Castaneda are actually good friends now. And it's funny that we're both in the UFC now, and it's you know that that fight because there was like there was this tension between us and then everything changed after on after we moved on because we know we both grew out of it and it, it made this friendship you know i'm so it's so excited like i actually sent him a message after he won his fight recently like man you know i'm happy for you and it's like bro that mindset that i have when watching my friends and my close friends and like even my people i don't i don't train with and my people that i know win it gets me excited. So watching Dan and watching the boys out, go out there and get these Ws just pumps me up. And it's just the mindset of just, I'm ha I'm actually happy for my teammates and for my friends when they win. You know, and even when they lose, you know, they fought their heart out and they just, I go out there, always send them a message, hey man, keep your head up, you know, we're gonna keep on going. Because wins or losses don't, you know, don't like, they don't it, it doesn't determine who we are. Is the way we the way we can kind of bounce back, or even after the wins, is the way we kind of act after the fights that kind of determines the kind of person that we are. And I've always tried to try to be a good person. I, I totally agree. It's even to the point where I say McGregor, for instance, I, I found made more fans on his loss to Diaz and how he handled that loss than he did on the come up. Right, but on that question as well, I just wanted to add, like, when you were coming up, is there a specific fighter? or even a fight that inspired you, not that you were a part of, but a fight that inspired you or a, fight, a fighter that you potentially looked up to? I, for the longest time, I've looked up to jo uh, Joseph Benavides. And now him being at Extreme Couture and being be one of his training partners, it's been incredible. The guy is absolutely amazing, works super hard, and is just one of the nicest dudes out there. His uh, his way of thinking, the way he's he loves his new style, his whole, his his other aspect of life, 
it's incredible, you know, and it's something to look up to. It's something to be, you know, and I, for the longest time, I was able to train with them for a while at the PI, straight doing the strength conditioning, and then being a teammate at Extreme Couture, you know, that's one of the one of the guys that I've always looked up to, and being able to be one of his training partners has helped me so much. Beautiful, beautiful. So I'll throw it out one more time. Is there any more questions out in Clubhouse? Nope. So that looks like that's it. So what I'll do now is what I like to do at the end is, is always get a few little fight predictions. Um, and then, and then we'll call it a day. Um, obviously I, uh, this one's going to be tough and you kind of answered it before, but I'm going to go straight for it. Uh, Francis and Stipe, which is next week. What are your fight predictions on that? How do you see that one pan out? I'm going to step back and watch it, man. I think it's going to be a great fight. Hands down, I can't say, I can't really say, I can't even pick a side, you know. I think they're both incredible, you know, human beings and they're both amazing athletes, you know. So I'm going to go out there and watch my, you know, watch it with my popcorn and just kind of enjoy the show. Um, Alex and uh, Ortega, how do you see that one pan out? I think, I think Alex has it. I think Alex's skill set, how much pressure he has, he's going to, Take out Ortega. Ortega's great, though. You know, uh, moves well. So, we'll see. I mean, everyone keeps referring back to, obviously, Ortega's performance against uh, the zombie, right? And he looked great. But, like, then you also hear, like, the zombie didn't know what was going on uh, since, like, from round two onwards, right? Like, it was, like, literally once he got hit with that elbow, it was kind of lights out for the rest of the fight. So, it was, like, I don't know. But, obviously, i got to back Alex anyway. He's the Aussie, right? He's the countryman for us. So, He's um and then they've now announced which speaking of which actually this is another thing like are you looking forward to having crowds come back because they've now announced the first card obviously in florida next month that's going to have a, a crowd like are you are you like looking forward to that opportunity or, or are you kind of like yeah I'm, I'm i'm happy fighting either way i'm happy fighting either way i'm excited to, to feel and see how it is with fans because since I started, it's been in this uh, little bubble of the apex. And it's been great. You know, you go out there, you get to fight, you get to go home. It's it's quick and easy. It's exciting. It's, you know, I live down the block. I'm able to just drive home over here, fight the dude, make some money, go home. It's, it's, it's incredible. You know, I like, I like it. But I'm excited to, you know, be able to, you know, have the fans out there and be able to have, you know, fans and friends, you know, attend the fights. So, and on that card, so we'll go to the first fight, which uh, I don't know what order we should do them in. There's three title fights on that card. I think there should only be two. I would actually like to see a different fight there. But um, I, I guess we'll go with the first title fight, which is Usman versus Masvidal 2. Um, are you excited for that fight? How do you see that one play out? I feel Usman is going to go out there and perform, man. This guy's been incredible. Uh, I've been watching him uh, train a little bit here at Extreme Tour. And the guy looks sharp, but you know Masvidal is just a savage, and they and they he did take that fight in a short notice, so I'm excited to see you know how that turns out with a full camp. Yeah, he took that fight on short notice, eating pizza on the way there. We were, <laughs> we all saw the story, but uh, now look, that's the one fight that I kind of wish we saw a little later. Um, I I think being in Florida, they should have done Colby versus uh, Masvidal. I would have really liked to have seen that fight. Um, I think that would have just been fireworks. Um, obviously not for the title, but it is what it is. Um, so Shashenko versus... Who's she fighting? Andrade. Who do you like in that fight? And how do you see that one pan out? I like Shashenko. You know, I'm not sure how this is going to turn out. It's one of those matches that, that don't really know that much information, but I know Shashenko just goes out there and just performs. She is incredible footwork, submissions, that girl has it all. Do you see anyone beating her? Not, not anytime soon. Girls looks way too sharp. Nice, nice. And then the final one on that one is the, the Whaley Rose matchup. How do you see that one? I, I think from most people that I've spoken to, especially on, on, on Clubhouse as well, we always have these debates. I think out of the three, everyone's looking forward to this one the most which is kind of crazy, right? Wow. So, like, this one's the one that I, I, I think is uh, a fight of the night potential and all of that kind of stuff. 
How do you see that one go out? I don't know. I'm, I'm rooting for Rose. I've met her a couple of times and she's been such a sweetheart and she's a thug. She goes out there and she puts it on people. You know, so I'm excited. I'm rooting for her. I'm hoping she gets that W and gets that title back. See, I, I think Rose is literally the most complete mixed martial art artist when it comes to the, the, the females, right? Like when she can get it correct up here, like I, I, I just think she she's, you know, she's not the best striker. She's not the best at jits, but like she's the best at, I guess, the the full aspect of mixed martial arts, right? Yeah, yeah. What yes. was that? Yeah, 100%. I come to agree with you. So, um, and then the final one that I want to get, uh, which was obviously Whitaker was going to fight Costa. Um, Costa's obviously had to pull out um, and they've now matched up uh, Kelvin with Whitaker, <laughs> right? So he, he's now the replacement, which was meant to be the fight that happened down in Melbourne, I think last year or the year before uh, when Whitaker had some uh, medical issues. Um, how do you see that fight? Do you like that fight? And yeah, who 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 do you see uh, getting their hands uh, hands raised? I think Whitaker still ha uh, has the ability to win that fight. Gasoline's tough dude though, so we'll see. I think Whitaker has has is able to put it all together. See, it's a weird one for me. Like, I, I mean, I want Whitaker to win hundred percent. Um, and I think Whitaker's obviously been uh, road tested. Um, but I also found that I guess Kelvin had a little more success when it came to fighting easy. But once again, as they say, the MMA math doesn't really work out, right? Like, um, you know, any one person can be another person's kind of kryptonite in that sort of sense, right? That's true. It's styles. Style make fights. All right. Nice one. Well, um, look, as I said to you before, like I, I, I really appreciate you giving up this time and especially during fight week. Um, I guess we're going to see a lot more of you this this year. I mean, how many fights are you thinking you're going to get in this year? I want to get like another three, four. Another three or four on top of this one? Top of this one. I'm trying to get busy. Actually, and talking about five fights, uh, uh, this week's main event, you've got uh, Brunson and, and Holland, right? And yeah. obviously, I think Holland did five fights last, uh, last year. So in that one, who, 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 do you, who do you like in that one? I like the newcomer, man. I think I think Holland's gonna go out there and perform. That guy looks sharp. Love his style. Love how long he is. He's just confident, tough dude. So we'll see what happens, but go for him. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, that's pretty much it for me, man. Like, unless you know, there's something else to say. I I, I really don't know. Um, I I do want to thank you. As I said, like it's it's. I I mean, I appreciate anyone that gives up their time, but especially during fight week, dude. Like, uh. You know, like I hope we sometimes take your mind off it a little bit or whatever, but uh, I really do appreciate it. For people that want to reach out to you or for people that want to like uh, jump on board your journey or for people that want to get some of your, I, I guess it's merch, the the stuff that you're wearing right yeah. now, um, you know, what, what what's the best way for people to reach out? The best way to find me is in my, any of my social medias. Uh, Gustavo 11 Lopez is on all platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. So just send me a message. I usually reply to everybody unless you know they're being a dick, and I just delete. But if you're you know if you if you're a nice dude, just send me a message. I'm gonna reply. I'm gonna say hi. And then all my stuff is shopgustavo.com. So you go out there, you can find all this merch. And again, you can just send me a message, and I can send you the right way. You know, going out here, just big thank you to just for you and everybody, out there, you know that's supporting man. I got a bunch of cool things are coming up after this fight, so. I'm excited to go out there and perform. And once you win win this fight, I will just put the the energies out there. Once you win this fight, are, are we doing another uh, little? Uh, uh, or after you win this fight, are we doing another fishing trip? Is that like now the the way you you kind of? Oh yeah, we're definitely doing another fishing trip after this fight. Nice, nice. Well, there you have it, man. Like, um, you know, I've said it three times now. I I can't thank you enough. Um, we wish you the best of luck, uh, as always. Um, you know, I, I, I look forward to to seeing you unleash the beast as as you do. Um, yeah, man, like uh, it's really good chatting with you. Um, I hope that eventually the borders will open up again and I can actually come see you guys in person again, which would be great. 
Um, but yeah, man, like best of luck on the weekend. Well, best of luck on the weight cut. I know, uh, you know, that's always a, a, a tough battle as well. Um, and yeah, man, I look, I look forward to seeing you get your hands raised and, uh, yeah. And until next time, I, I guess that's it. Stay blessed. Thank you. I'm a one. I'm a one.